Welcome to the European Zini North America Certificast, our podcast that takes a behind-the-scenes look at European Zini North America. Our guest today on the Certificast is John O'Donnell, Certification Manager for European Zini North America. How are you, John? I'm good, Rick. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, we certainly appreciate having you take the time to join us on the Certificast. So, John, you run the certification office, right? Yeah. So, I, I manage our our certification office for Eurofins E North America. I oversee kind of our our NRTL program, our Standards Council of Canada certification program, IECE, IECEX, anything related to accreditations, anything safety where you get a certificate and a report that comes through my office. And how many people? do you have in the certification office? Right now we have six, not including myself. So seven total. And I imagine all of the requests that you get keep you fairly busy. Yeah, we get a lot, a lot of requests. We work with a lot of different groups throughout the world, you know, anywhere from our labs here in the US, labs in, in Europe and Asia, other places throughout the world. So we're constantly getting, getting all kinds of questions and inquiries from different labs and customers and things like that. If you could categorize the questions that you get from people People. What do they range from? What type of questions are you normally answering? We get a lot of inquiries on where products kind of fall as far as do I need certification? Is it mandatory? What are the regulations? Those type of questions. A lot of the questions are what standard would you assess this product to? These type of things. A lot of these emerging technologies, it may not be so clear what standard your product falls into. And a lot of these companies might be trying to import into the US. It's a, it's a big market. So they're not as familiar with the U.S. standards and, and all that. So those are the, uh, the basic type of things that we typically see. When it comes to the types of products that people are asking about, I imagine there's a fairly wide range. Yeah, we get anything from a foot bath to toasters, giant pieces of HVAC equipment. We get solar panel inquiries, lighting tools, basically anything. You know, we have a really, really broad range of hundreds of standards within our scope. So we do get a lot of inquiries that cover a huge amount of equipment. So out of the hundreds of standards, I mean, what ones do you normally see the most? We see a lot of IT equipment, which is 62368 now in the U.S. Uh, We see a lot of measurements, equipment, 61010, some medical equipment, hazardous location. We have a good amount of household standards within our scope. So we do get a lot of requests for those things. Inverters, (laughs) there's, there's a lot of different requests. So no two days are alike. Oh, I could imagine. So people will come to you and they'll ask you about these standards. So obviously it takes a lot to be pretty knowledgeable about these things. How much studying do you find yourself doing? That's one interesting thing. You have to keep up with what's going on. Standards are constantly changing, trying to keep track of that, those type of things. You know, I have almost 15 years experience with Eurofins e and and um, just, you know, every day is just looking at something different because products are always different, but standards are always different too. So So it's ever changing, keeps you on your toes for sure. One of the questions that we see come into the marketing department quite a bit, and I'm sure that you see, is people who want to change their certification over to the MetMark. How easy or how difficult a process is that? It's really not that difficult. We really just need whatever reports and certificates you've been given by another NRTL. If you're interested in switching, we would collect that documentation, take a look at it, make sure we have it 
everything to be able to issue our own certification documents. And we'd have to do an initial inspection, just make sure that everything in the documents matches what's going on out in the field. And once that's done, you can use the MetMark on your product. I do see that question a lot because, you know, you get into a relationship with an organization and you might want to change over or you're using multiple organizations. Last week, I was having a conversation uh, with a manufacturer and they were talking to us about a new project and they have both UL and CSA doing four inspections a year at the same site. And, you know, I tried to just tell them for this product type, we're only going to do two inspections per year. If you want to roll all that over with this new project that we're working on, I mean, we can do that and make that work for you. I just think you got to look at those things, not just from a cost perspective, which those things I looked at their their costs and it was pretty high. In a time perspective, each one of those inspections takes time. Even if it's at a, a contract manufacturer, they're taking time and costs out of their day to do those inspections. And that's really where consolidation helps is work with one group, get it covered and have them do the inspections for you for all your products. Okay. So you touched upon one of the, I think, main benefits that we tout for people who want to switch over is the fact that we only do two inspections per year versus four inspections. Are inspections more comprehensive or is it just that there isn't a minimum number that's really required? Yeah. So I'm primarily focused on the NRTL program and they allow for a minimum of two inspections per year. And it is is written into the regulation, the number two. So you can't really, you can't do less than that. But two is where we stay at for most products. Hazardous location products, it's still defined that they must do four. But we're comfortable in doing two because we also take a look at a manufacturer's quality management system. And we take that into account that the manufacturer has a responsibility to run their own quality management system. And when they're doing that, you should be able to see those items at work and trust that when you come back and check at each one of those inspections that if there were any issues, their quality management system will catch it and report it. If they do catch an issue like that and then they come back to us, would that necessitate another inspection or would it simply be because they reported it, we understand what's going on and then we can just go forward with the next scheduled inspection? Yeah, we would just take a look at it and you know make sure everything's okay and check on it and the next inspection. And then there are a lot of times that manufacturers don't realize that just the slightest little change will cause a bit of concern when it comes to certification. It can, for sure. And those are things that you want to, as a manufacturer, and that's when I go back to quality system, you want to understand what's controlled, what I can change, what I can't change, what could possibly trigger retesting and these type of things. So these are the things that you need to understand and control on the manufacturer side. What would be a good example of a situation that would necessitate retesting? Well, if you change a transformer or a power supply. It depends on the ratings of the new supply versus the old supply and the, the certifications that it holds, but you could end up running into some retesting. We look at those things on a case-by-case basis and make a decision based on what the changes are and how they're implemented. And I understand that sometimes it's just a matter of whether or not the new component would be listed as well, correct? Yeah. I mean, it could be really simple as we're just changing out this end-of-life component to this similarly rated, similarly certified piece of equipment 
equipment and that's perfectly acceptable and the report would say that. But if you're changing it out for a reason of a redesign or, or something like that, then you might move it or change it, which might affect the original test results. That's really the thing is like if, it, if it's going to affect how you originally tested or what the tests were that you ran, then you have to do retesting. But that's, you know, on a case by case basis, you kind of have to figure that one out. During the factory inspections that we perform, what is it that we're really looking for from the manufacturers? So like I said, we're looking at their quality system initially, really, to, to make sure that they have a system that's in place to make sure that they'll build consistent products and catch any issues notify us if there are issues. We're also looking to make sure that what we tested in the lab is the same as what's going out the door of the manufacturer. So you want to not give us a, a sample that's great and then be producing lesser products. We want to make sure that what we tested is representative of what's actually being produced and shipped. No, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Most people don't realize you really do want consistency in life. If you go to Starbucks, you want to make sure that you're getting coffee every time. If they suddenly change change it out for old motor oil, you'd be pretty upset. <laughs> yeah. Starbucks has it pretty much nailed down. <laughs> what are some of the other benefits that manufacturers would have by either switching to the MetMark or really just testing with us in the first place? I think we're pretty flexible. I think we can design schedules that work for you. I think that's really important for manufacturers to understand. You know, you don't have to get in this long queue. There are other options to give you some flexibility there. We don't charge per product. I know that some RTLs do charge per product that you have certified every year. We only charge for the sites that we're visiting. So if your site has 10 products that they're producing, we're charging you the factory inspection costs to go to that site and do that. There aren't these additional 10 times some amount of costs. For us, it's I'm going out to certify. So I think, I think that's another benefit that I've seen other NRTLs do it that way. And then I understand that other NRTLs, they're not as component agnostic as we are. For us, if an NRTL has certified a component, we accept it. We trust that OSHA and Standards Council of Canada and 17 or 25 bodies audit these organizations, make sure that they're capable of doing it. And we accept component evaluations that the components are certified depending on the, what the end product standard says. But we do accept other certifications from UL, CSA, Intertech. Some of the other NRTLs might not be as flexible or willing to accept other NRTLs component certifications. You talked before about the wide range of products that we tend to look at. I mean, what are some of the more memorable ones in your your mind, maybe some of the more interesting ones. We did some projects with Solar City. I thought that was really interesting. Rollout of solar panels and that. We did a lot of the inverter equipment, a lot of gaming equipment. So you're going to see in casinos, you're going to see a lot of the, the roulette tables. Maybe doesn't have a, uh, <laughs> a dealer anymore. They're all electronic now. We've done a lot of that type of equipment, which is interesting. Projects for guitar amplifier manufacturers. I think we had several of those manufacturers using us for guitar amplifiers, a lot of different various stuff, you know, huge, huge TVs, new robot arms that go into factories, just all kinds of stuff over the years. 
Now, we all know that the reason that you get a certification mark is so that you can demonstrate that the product is meeting those minimum acceptable safety standards. Have you ever seen anybody who's displayed a MET mark on a product that really either wasn't tested or they were displaying it incorrectly because it wasn't tested to the standard that they were claiming it was? We do have to, on occasion, dive into misuse issues and we have procedures and policies that we have in place. If items are reported to us, either by authorities or certain jurisdictions, inspectors, even home users, these type of things, we have procedures to look into those. Obviously, our MetMark is trademark in the U.S. and Canada. So if you're misusing, you know, a trademark, you're, that's not good from, from a legal perspective. So those are things that we do have to occasionally dive into. We talked before about the fact that you've got your team and you answer a lot of questions. Do the questions come in strictly from people who are already customers or do we pretty much take questions from anybody who might have them out there in the manufacturing world? We take questions from anybody. We work with different manufacturer groups and NEMA and other groups, you know, other laboratories. We're part of the CB scheme, which operates in over 50 countries with various different labs in each country. And we take questions from them, questions from different organizations, you know, not just manufacturers. So they're kind of coming in from all different angles. What would you say are the main either changes or improvements that you've seen now that we've joined the European Scientific Network of more than 800 tests? laboratories. I was here when it was originally Met Laboratories and I had worked with Eurofins previously before the acquisition. So I was kind of the interco guy because I already knew all the people within Eurofins within their electrical division. So I, I've been working with those people for more than 10 years uh, before the acquisition in 2018. So I had an interesting perspective of already knowing everybody, getting to work with just a bigger organization, getting all the things that we've gotten through the acquisition, new equipment, new updates to sites, working with all the different labs in Europe and Asia and really seeing the whole electrical group grow has been pretty awesome. Even just, you know, in the past two years, even with the pandemic, it's been constant growth and build out of new capabilities, new labs, just a whole lot of stuff going on that I don't know that could have happened under the small family-owned business. We do still get that we are a close family, but we have this bigger backing group behind us now. Well, John, thank you so much for all of your insights today. We really appreciate you joining us on the Certificast. This was very, very insightful. I really appreciate it, Rick. Thank you very much. It's time to wrap things up with some legal and marketing information. The Certificast is a production of Eurofins E&E North America. No part of this podcast may be used without our expressed written consent. If you have any feedback, please send us an email at marketing at metlabs.com. If you want more information about our testing, inspection, and certification services, visit our website at metlabs.com. Thanks for listening to the Certificast. Have a great day.